Hey, Charles. Hey, Scott. Hey. hey, everyone. This is Charles Cronkin, the Porn Free Pool Dude, and you're listening to the PMO Recovery Podcast. Today, we have a special guest and brother in program, someone that is aggressively pursuing recovery and a better life, my good friend, Scott. How's it going, Scott? Thank you, Charles. It's going super. It's a wonderful day here in Florida. Glad to hear it. I haven't been outside today, but I think it's raining, actually, over here in California. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks for joining us. Yeah, no problem. My pleasure. Yeah. So when when did you realize that uh, pornography was uh, an addiction for you? Gosh, you know, I think it was probably maybe the about August of this year um, when a life-changing event happened and I realized at that point that I was, you know, broken and destroyed uh, from that change or that event. Mm. So when did this all start for you? Like how far back did it go in your life? Sure. Yeah. I think that, um, you know, I like to think that it was somewhere between the ages of five and eight that I stumbled upon some dirty magazines in a, a garbage pile outside of somebody's house when I was a little boy. Um, you know, we all do the garbage picking thing. And uh, from there, it just, it was just the discovery of that magazine. Mm. So did you notice that it was like a progressive thing as life went on? Yeah, I think that after finding that, you know, I became very interested in um, nudity and probably a little bit too much for my age. <laughs> and uh, as I got older, um, you know, when I was in my teens, I was explored <laughs> with uh, another person, a, a man. He was a much older man than I was um, and taught me more things than I ever should have known. Mm. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty, pretty destructive and, and made me struggle with the whole sexuality, whether I was heterosexual or bisexual or homosexual. And um, fortunately, uh, in my case, I, I found that I am not uh, that way. I prefer uh, heterosexuality. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, so I was able to overcome that obstacle. But it wasn't really something that, you know, as you're doing that, you're thinking to yourself, gosh, this is an addiction. Uh, it really wasn't that at all. Um, I think there was a point in my uh, probably the last year I was struggling with some major stress in my life, uh, both with work and my home life and my marriage and everything. And I knew that I was really just this behavior or acting out was really destructive for me and my family. And so I began praying to God that, hey, you know, I can't stop what I'm doing. I need you to take it away, destroy my life, you know, reset me. Um, and that's what happened on August of this year. He, he reset me after a year of agonizing. He finally went ahead and, and revealed it to the people in my life that needed to know and um, and from there the um, immediate process of recovery began wow that's a powerful story so you kind of touched on it a little bit but um, 
what what other consequences did this addiction cause and what really made you want to stop? Sure. Well, you know, there was a person that I worked with with my support group um, when I explained to him my situation. Um, I'm a Christian. I've always been a Christian for most of my life that I can recall. Um, and here I was being a sinner, a major sinner, in a way that was really destructive. And he said to me at that point, he said, what you're struggling with is called duplicity. You, you're wanting to be a good person, but you're struggling with the sin of this, the flesh, the desires, the lust. Um, and, and that kind of really resonated with me and made me realize, wow, you know, that's why I've been struggling so badly is, is I knew it's kind of like you're flirting with the devil and, uh, and yet you want to be a saint. And so the consequence from all of that, um, that sin, if you will, was um, that my wife discovered my transgressions and she called me out on it um, and made me leave the house. And we've been separated since August 3rd. Um, and the worst part was it was two days after our 21st anniversary. Mm. So pretty big consequences. Wow. Oh, yeah, that must have been pretty devastating. I can I can only imagine. Yeah, um, yeah it was. Wow. So so what did you do about this addiction? Like what were some steps you took uh, to uh, get the help you needed? Sure. Yeah. You know, um, I'm, I'm going to give a quick little plug to our Lord because, you know, it's because of him that I'm freed. Mm -hmm. um, as I told my wife, uh, you know, we're in contact because we have four children. And, and so I have a part in their lives as well still. And I was telling her, I said, you know, the minute that that day happened, that, that very second, I think that there was probably a microsecond before that of, oh, crap. I just got caught. And then immediately after that was tremendous relief. Mm. Um, like, like just suddenly the weight of the world was lifted off my shoulder and I no longer had to do what I was feeling struck or stuck to do, you know? Um, so then uh, I sought out some advice from some people around me. Uh, my mother was one of them. And she said, you know, why don't you look into Alcoholics Anonymous and see if they can help steer you towards a group that might be related to pornography addiction or um, sex addiction. And so that, that started my looking and I found a good group out in um, Brandon um, and uh, started going to that every week. Uh, I grabbed up uh, a, a membership on NoFap, the website. Mm -hmm. um, I, got a downloaded uh, application called Brain Buddy and another application called Our Tribe and started to get plugged in to as much things as I could to help me steer clear as well as, uh, you know, I'd started and ended my days with heavy amounts of devotion to God and just really getting in the scriptures because, you know, there was a period of severe depression afterwards of what I've done and what I just lost that um, I would say that most of us have probably experienced that if they've had a life-changing event like mine happen to them, um, 
that you just you want to give up there's no sense in living anymore and so I got into the Psalms and Proverbs and started really cranking hardcore on some devotions to help me realize what I'd done wrong in my marriage um, and to start learning should my marriage end in divorce learning how to deal with any future relationships that I might have uh, and make sure that that never happens again. Mm. Sounds like you are really searching for any recovery tool that you could potentially use to, to help uh, with this addiction. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. So how is your life like now? Has it improved since you've been um, pursuing recovery? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, the depression, um, you know, it's funny because after Thanksgiving or before Thanksgiving, I was really upset and very frustrated with my spouse and uh, especially with my children because they weren't reflecting any love towards me. It was like they just all decided, you know, to heck with dad. And um, and so my wife asked me, would I come to do a Thanksgiving dinner pre on Wednesday to be with the kids and her? And I was no, I don't want to go there. I don't want to go where my kids are, um, where they're not going to acknowledge me and treat me with some love and respect. And I don't mean respect, fear, respect. I mean, respect like, hey, I'm your dad. And, you know, I can still help in ways. Um, and so she uh, she asked me again, and I, I thought about it over the afternoon on Tuesday and decided that I would go. And I went there and my wife and I went for a walk and we talked. And at first I was, like I said, I was very angry. I didn't want to have this conversation with her. I, I just, I wanted to not have any more heartache. Um, and we talked and talked and, and talked for so much so that we actually were 30 minutes late to getting home and getting the turkey out and ready <laughs> to eat. Um, but at the end of all that discussion and at the end of the dinner when my kids were laughing and we were having fun, um, I realized, you know, maybe maybe there's hope. Maybe there's hope, not necessarily in uh, the continuation of the marriage, but hope in uh, my children and I having still a relationship at some point um, in the near future. But of course, I want to emphasize my strongest prayer to the Lord is whatever his will be done. So if he wants our marriage to be together again, then that's what we'll be. And, and we'll come through that together. Um, but for now, yeah, I'd say I'm pretty terrific. Three days, four days ago uh, before Thanksgiving, maybe not so terrific, but but definitely in a better place uh, than I was three months ago. Yeah, that's awesome to hear. Well, thanks so much for sharing your story, Scott. I, I got to be honest, I had no idea what your story entailed until this um, podcast. So I appreciate your honesty, your vulnerability, and willing to share it with our audience. So um, sure. yeah. hopefully that they'll, um, they'll gain some hope and strength and, um, in their own lives and see that um, even uh, if you are raised in a tough situation, that you can come out of it stronger and... Uh, really live a positive life and restore relationships it's definitely possible absolutely you're absolutely correct thank you for letting me come on and hopefully we can do it again yeah absolutely hope to uh, hear you soon on the podcast thanks scott thanks charles take care you too bye bye bye